Hello everyone. Welcome to Medusa Weekly. My name is Medusa and we're just here to chill, vibe, and grow. So while I was absent, I have just been just taking care of myself and letting episodes come to me rather than just making them. So recently I learned something new and I love learning new things. You should always learn, love to learn, I'm sorry, new things because it just helps you grow. So the new thing that I learned is a name for something that I didn't realize had a name. And that is called a toxic communicator. Now, what is that? A toxic communicator is a person who believes in fighting. You don't love them unless you fight with them. Or you don't love them if you don't take disrespect from them. But I did a little extra digging, of course, because curiosity. And there are some things of breaking down a toxic communicator. So we're going to get started. I got my source from mindspacecafe.com. And the first nail they hit on the head about a toxic communicator is the constant blame. Now, what is that? Um, This can be used in phrases like, you never do anything romantic for me. You never help me around the house. I hate it when you place other people before me. Things of that nature. Because remember, like I said, the very basis is starting a fight to prove something and you have to focus on the behavioral aspect of the toxic communicator why are they being this way now here's another thing people grow yes but they want to have to so if you are stuck in a situation or relationship or whatever it is and This is something that I used to say to people last year when I did a whole lot of personal readings, which is, does it bring more chaos or peace? If it brings more chaos than peace, then that should let you know what you need to do. So the constant blame is when someone constantly tries to find fault with you and complain about it. Blame you for everything. Everything is your fault. So the cost of blame is one sign. The second thing is passive aggressive behavior. If one partner is in a relationship and it doesn't have to be an intimate relationship, this could be friendships too. Passive aggressive behavior is communication that's almost non-existent 
So passive aggressive people don't open up when they need to. They assume the other person should exactly know automatically by osmosis of what they need. This is what a passive aggressive person does. Uh, they seldom uh, work because the other person assumes everything is hunky dory. Uh, and eventually, resentment will be built up. Uh, you'll understand the passive-aggressive nature as they refuse to talk, make eye contact, or say little things like, I'm fine. Sure, whatever suits you best. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Those kinds of phrases don't really help in any type of relationship. In any way, they only make things worse. So, also, one of the most common toxic communication patterns. The only way to move past this is to be honest with your partner and not assume that they know how you feel. In other words, open up. What's that saying? Closed mouths don't get fed. Open up. And... It's another important thing that I want to break into that is you should be able to be comfortable to communicate your thoughts, feelings, and emotions with your significant other, with your friends, with your family, without ridicule, especially if they are trying to see how you are. The next thing is sarcasm or content. Now, some people prefer playing mind games, and this is another thing to be careful about. With their patterns, instead of being honest and straightforward, and I used to get in trouble a lot with uh, being honest and straightforward and blunt, but with me, that's how people know what's on the table, personally, but I digress. They'll use sarcasm or negatively imply things without Coming to the point straight away, and if your partner consistently insults you, makes sarcastic comments to make you feel poorly about yourself, or continuously rolling your eyes and saying things like, yeah, right, you always know best, don't you? They mock you, and it's the mocking part, by laughing, slying, and or making you feel bad about yourself. Notice the pattern. Then they're undoubtedly sarcastic, and this is extreme type of toxic communication. These types of people will also make jokes at your expense in front of their friends. They have no boundary. This is a type of mental and emotional abuse that can leave you feeling very drained and exhausted. But I would also like to add on to that that's not in this article is I don't know where people I don't know if people notice, but to be under something that's constantly abusive, it can and will cause brain damage. So that's why it's very important to not be around something that's toxic for too long. And another thing, if you are, you can end up becoming that very thing that hurt you number four like I said nothing is off bounds if your person or partner whoever doesn't respect 
you and constantly bring things up from the past or exploit your weaknesses and during arguments and just throw them in your face is also a sign of toxic communication. They usually aren't afraid to throw your mistakes in your face and always rely on this type of toxic communication instead of fighting fair. So say for instance, uh, they constantly make you feel bad and use your weakness against you. Like relationships, whether, like I said, they be romantic or platonic, require teamwork. And within teams, there are some players that are stronger in certain areas than others. But that's what balances out and makes a team. A toxic communicator will cut you down at your expense to control you. This is how they work. And when this was shared with me, I immediately started thinking back to how I actually experienced this in ways and didn't know. So, again, mental and emotional abuse. So, this is also a form of emotional manipulation. And you'll constantly feel attacked. And this is a one thing I wanted to point out. Because it's something that, you know, I still heal from. That constant attack. Meaning, because you're so used to how someone would come at you a certain way when someone else does it you feel like they are attacking you in that same way that's not necessarily the case you can tell when someone is giving you constructive criticism and when someone is just trying to tear you down and it's more about them hiding and protecting their insecurities when it comes down to it we all have insecurities yes and these are things that take time for us to work on and grow from and etc <laughs> but it's also a good thing to remember is that someone else's insecurities is not your responsibility that is their cross to bear but a good thing is if a person is working on their insecurities it's good for them to have that support because sometimes those insecurities were not always there it came from other traumatic experiences let's keep going they are emotionally abusive if your partner is highly controlling doesn't let you express your beliefs and constantly belittles you in every view you have, you are in a very emotionally abusive relationship. And this is something important to express because I believe we all have been those types of relationships. Like suppose your partner fails to let you have your own life. And this is another thing. A healthy relationship allows you to be yourself it doesn't try to change you if it does it should be for the better you become a better version of yourself 
but it should not control you. And also, when it comes to these type of people, they tend to try to, how can I put this? When it comes to this, they tend to become very controlling over everything, including who you are as a person. They don't allow you to hang out with friends. They separate you from family. They pick at you even for little things that you think are cool. And if this sounds slightly familiar to the Narcissist series that I did, yes, these are some type of traits that you will find in a cluster B. And this is also something to remember when your partner fails to respect you or your personal boundaries. That is probably not the partner for you. And like I just said, they'll often criticize you and isolate you from others, making you feel alone and cutting you off from the outside world. They don't want you to have a life without them in it. And they'll do anything and everything that they can to keep that control. That's why it is important. I'm trying to not get overly zealous and passionate about it, but being a person who has experienced this, um, from past and now looking at it, they literally go out of their way to beat you into submission. They will make you feel or believe that you are not worthy of anything and that you can't do anything without them. And that is a total lie. And last but not least, the silent treatment. This is a type of toxic communication as well, even though it's hardly involving communicating. If your partner constantly walks away from deep conversations and avoid confrontations of any kind, this will be a nod to that type of uh, toxic communication. You may feel like you're sweeping things under the rug, but these challenges are only piling up and because you're not dealing with it or it's not being addressed, it'll pop like a tea kettle. So just putting a band-aid over a deep wound doesn't solve anything. You have to communicate. Now, the silent treatment, again, going back to the narcissist uh, series that I did, the silent treatment is also used to, um, it makes you hype, okay? Because I can share this with you guys because I've experienced that. With me, in the past, whenever someone would go silent, unfortunately for me, Things escalated worse than what it initially was. And 
being as someone who has experienced domestic violence in the past, for someone to know that they can have that control over you and by going silent puts fear into you, it's not something you want to be around. And going silent can kick up anxiety. So when you don't know what's happening or what's going on because, you know, someone's not communicating and you're just waiting for that one blow to come out of nowhere and knock you out of the park in the left field, it's crushing to the heart. So now going over the things of a toxic communicator, how do you handle toxic communication and This is how, again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if the person recognizes what they're doing and stop and want to work and change that, that is beautiful, that is gorgeous, that is commendable, do the thing, honey. And you may need a little bit of therapy to help out with that. But like I say, with the right people around healing is still a journey but it makes it a little sweeter and a little easier and if a person sees nothing wrong in what they are doing that's when you walk away you have to because in all relationships whether they be romantic platonic There has to be a sense of honesty there and realizing how you affect people directly or indirectly. And once you, you know, come to understand that, it's a beautiful thing to free yourself from. But I have to be real with you guys. There are people, unfortunately, who don't see anything wrong, don't see anything how they do things, how they operate, how they treat other people as wrong because unfortunately they have had enablers to make them believe even further that what they're doing isn't wrong and it's normal. And when you come out of dysfunction and you meet normal, it could be strange, but... When you meet normal and healthy, things get better and you get better. So that's going to wrap up the episode of The Toxic Communicator. And I will be back with another episode. There's certain things that I want to get out to you guys that I've learned and things that I've been doing behind the scenes that I want to share with you, even some of my own personal spiritual growth and everything that's been uh, happening because I haven't been around much, I know, but (laughs) I like to try to be there when it's necessary. So thank you for tuning in. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with me. 
and you are appreciated. Thank you.